0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grizz Weekly Grind, a proud affiliate of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Pete Pranica, TV voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, and your host for the program. This is Episode 17 of Season 2 of the Grizz Weekly Grind, and we're back after a long layoff for the holidays. And as per usual, we're being brought to you today by the Hoop City Basketball Club. Since 2005, their mission has been to assist young student-athletes in grades 1 through 12 in developing a strong work ethic with discipline, responsibility, and accountability. Hoop City has helped young men be great on the court and in the community. Their alumni include major college and NBA players. For more information on how to become part of this great sports and character-building club, log on to HoopCityBC.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at HoopCityBC. As they say, it's in our blood, it's who we are in Hoop City. Hope you're in the mood for a freeform podcast today. Uh, no guests and uh, no real structure to today's show. So if you're cool with me rambling for, I don't know, 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes, who knows, you're in luck uh, because it's it's been a long layoff. And I apologize for that with the holidays. It has been um, a very unusual holiday season in terms of travel being on the road for Christmas um, and COVID, and we'll touch on all those issues in today's show because uh, COVID and the Omicron variant have wreaked havoc on the NBA and uh, on, on the Grizzlies roster. So we'll talk about that. In a little bit. So, uh, you know, like I said, hopefully you're OK with me just rambling here for a minute. I am just sitting uh, at the counter here in the lavish studios of Pranica Media in uh, East Memphis. And uh, so we're going to talk about what's been going on since uh, since I have been away from the microphone for a little bit. We'll talk about the road trip. Grizzy's going two and one on that trip very easily. Could have been a three and zero road trip, if not for Steph Curry going supernova in uh, San Francisco. We'll talk about what life was like on the road during the Christmas holiday, and we'll also talk about the impact of COVID and what our lives have become. And when I say our lives, I mean those of us who are around the Memphis Grizzlies on a close-to-daily basis, uh, what our lives are like right now with the variant uh, running rampant uh, through the country and the NBA and every other professional sports league. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the game last night. The Grizzlies beating the Los Angeles Lakers in comeback fashion and John Morant having one of the best games of his young NBA career. And if, if you're not voting him NBA All-Star, I I can't help you. Uh 41 points, 10 rebounds against LeBron James, and leading the charge in the second half as the Grizzlies beat the Lakers 104 to 99 to get to 22 and 14. On the season. So we'll talk about that uh, toward the tail end of the podcast. Uh, Just also want to throw this in there that uh, if you have someone to whom you want to send a special video and audio greeting, check out cameo.com. I am on cameo and, uh, I was happy to do a couple of personalized messages for people over the holidays, whether it was for the holidays themselves, or if it were for a birthday, I think I've done some new year's cameos as well. Very reasonably priced. And uh, just go to cameo.com and tell me uh, what you want to say. And, uh, who we're going to talk about, and uh, who's going to get the greeting. And I'd be more than happy to personalize a greeting. And uh, on more than one Cameo, I have been asked to say hammer, nail, coffin, and I am happy to do that at your request. So go to Cameo.com. You can search for me, Pete Pranica, on Cameo, and uh, happy to uh, give you uh, one of those personalized messages. So the road trip, let's get to that first, shall we? So the Grizzlies go out West and after a pretty disappointing two game homestand, they go West and they take on the Golden State Warriors. And again, this is a game that the Grizzlies, Grizzlies seem to match up really well with Golden State. And I always give, give Golden State a really good game. And the Grizzlies have an air of confidence about them when they go to Chase center, because they have won games there before. Obviously they won the play in game that got them into the playoffs last year. And, uh, Again, this is a, a good effort by the Grizzlies against one of the best teams. Take your pick, Phoenix or Golden State. Best team in the NBA, at least right now. Brooklyn's going to have an argument, I think, once they start getting people healthy. But Steph Curry was was just Steph Curry and and put on an extraordinary shooting show in that game. And uh, Golden State gets the win. No surprise there. But you weren't discouraged by what happened in that game i mean the grizzlies were in the game they had an opportunity to win it golden state made more plays in the clutch and when you look at the behind the scenes which was taylor jenkins wasn't cleared to coach the game until about an hour before tip-off there were multiple tests there were some inconclusive results they needed some confirmation that he was indeed COVID negative before he could coach the game in fact those of you who watch the pregame show know that I talked to Darko Ryakovich before the game because Taylor wasn't available for his usual media availability, which on road games occurs 90 minutes prior to tip. So we had a conversation with Darko Ryakovich. We had no idea if Taylor was going to be able to coach, and he was, thankfully. Uh, but this is, this is the disruptive nature of, of what we're doing right now with covid um, and so the Grizzlies dropped the opener of the road trip and you got a three-game losing streak going on. And now you're in San Francisco Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. You bus ride to Sacramento. And now you're taking on a Sacramento King, Kings team that's going to get De'Aaron Fox back. They're going to get Marvin Bagley back. And Sacramento is one of those teams that you really don't know what you're going to get on a night-in, night-out basis. Alvin Gentry back coaching after he was in uh, health and safety protocols and again, Sacramento, as they did the last time the Grizzlies were there on December 17th, Sacramento comes out with a lot of energy. They play with a lot of physicality. They play with a lot of force. But they can't sustain. And, and even though the Grizzlies, uh, you know, continue to lose players, you know, Dylan Brooks, Eve Pons, DeAnthony Melton, no longer available because they go into health and safety protocols. So you get John Conchar, who makes his first career NBA start. And you got to love Jitty because he's a guy that played at a small school was not drafted, you look at him and, you know, you see the picture on the internet of him mopping the floor in college. And you think that, well, yeah, it's a manager, you know. Um, but what John Conchar does is, and I talked with Jason March, who is the head coach of the Memphis Hustle and who coached John for a period of time when, when John was with the Hustle, he said, look, what John Conchar does is he gives you extra possessions every game And possessions are like gold in the NBA. You don't want to waste them. You don't want empty trips. You don't want turnovers. You don't want bad offensive possessions. But what John Conchar can do for your basketball team is he can give you extra possessions because he'll get you a deflection that may lead to a steal. He may may get you a tip-out rebound that leads to an offensive rebound. John Conchar is a guy, because of his hustle, because of his grit, he will give you extra possessions. The other thing that Jason March told me, he said when when he was – working with him in South Haven. Let's work on your shot, make it more reliable, but also let's instill in you confidence. Go ahead and take the shot. If you've got an open shot, take it, have confidence in your shot, trust your shot. And over the last dozen or so games, you know, John Contra is shooting 60% from the floor and there, and there are all layups. I mean, he's making threes, he's making mid range shots. And I, I was thrilled for John to have a, a, his first career double-double in his first career regular season start for the Grizzlies against Sacramento. And Sacramento, folks, it's a mess. And it doesn't matter if they've got guys on protocols or not on protocols. They have got so many big guys, and they they are the worst paint-defending team in the NBA. This is a Sacramento team that, that defensively, they're a mess. I don't know that it's roster construction either – you know, construction in terms of how many bigs you have, how many wings you have, how many smalls you have, or if the talent level just isn't there. But it's hard to believe that you've got this team with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald, uh, and and you've got a a more than serviceable big man in Rashawn Holmes, who, albeit, was coming off an eye injury and an illness as well, and Tristan Thompson, and and, well, Marvin Bagley... And he's practically out of the rotation. I don't know what in the world's going on in, in, in Sacramento. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy situation there that they just can't get out of their own way. Now, every once in a while, they'll surprise a team. They'll play well, but a heel will get hot. Tyrese Halliburton is outstanding. But right now, Halliburton might be the best player on a bad team, which is a difficult place in which to be. What was good about this for the Grizzlies is that they were missing a ton of guys. They were able to get the win because guys stepped up and did not play down to the level of their competition. They absorbed the early blow from Sacramento, go on to win it decisively, and you felt pretty good about that. So, okay, now you're one and one on the road trip, and, and you feel like, okay, now we're going into Phoenix. I don't want to say we're playing with house money, but you didn't want to go home 0-3. You had to get the win in Sacramento because you need to beat a struggling team. When you're on a losing streak and a struggling team pops up on a schedule, you need to take advantage of that. The Grizzlies did take advantage of that, and that, to me, was uh, a big part of the trip. Now you go into Phoenix, and Phoenix, the first meeting in Memphis, absolutely took the Grizzlies to the woodshed and led wire to wire in that game. Grizzlies, again, having to deal with a very tough situation. You don't have Dylan Brooks. You don't have DeAnthony Melton. You have You are missing two of your best defensive players, and you're going up against a very potent Phoenix basketball team. And what's unique about the Phoenix Suns, when you do research day after day as I prepare for the broadcast, you see that there are teams, and and basically now the analytics in the NBA will tell you threes and paint scores, threes and paint scores. And there are teams where literally 90% of their shots are either paint attempts or three-point attempts. Phoenix is a little old school in that they actually blend in a fair amount of mid-range shots as well. They can score at all three levels. You can't simply play them for paint scores and threes. You have to play them in the mid-range as well and that is because they have shot makers like Devin Booker and Chris Paul who are very comfortable in the mid-range and so you've got to you've got to play them at three levels and so now you're missing two of your better defensive players and and, uh, and you go into Phoenix, and you have a lead, and you're, you're, you're struggling to maintain it. You know, Grizzlies playing well with the exception of, of too many turnovers. And, you know, they give up a wide-open Booker 3, and Devin Booker gives Phoenix the lead. Booker made that with five seconds remaining. And, look, no fault... And no slander on Devin Booker for taking that shot. It was a wide-open three. Phoenix didn't run the clock down. They left five seconds on the clock, and they they go up one. And I'm thinking to myself, as soon as he makes it, like, well, too bad he made it. Okay, Grizzlies are now down one. Um, But there's still five seconds on the clock, and the Grizzlies have a timeout. And you don't need a three. So the entire board, as it were, is wide open for you. And uh, just a nice dribble handoff with John Morant. The finish by Morant was nothing short of miraculous. I don't know how many other players could have made that shot through that defense. Defense wasn't bad. Now, Morant did beat Chris Paul off the bounce, but Booker closes. You know, Morant has to hang and somehow bank that ball in with five tenths of a second remaining. Really an amazing finish for John Morant. That to me was was, was the biggest thing. Not that he made the shot uh, or or not that he got the ball at the end of the game, but the level of difficulty for him to make that shot in that moment is incredible. And when you talk about all-star players and when you talk about superstar players, those are the ones that embrace the moment and deliver in the moment. And John Morant certainly did that interestingly enough it was the same end of the floor where he threw down the dunk over Aaron Baines a couple of years ago so there's something about that end of the floor in front of the Grizzlies bench in the fourth quarter that works really really well for John Morant so the Grizzlies get that one point win and you feel really really good about this road trip two and one very easily could have been three and oh coming back to Memphis again Steph Curry doing what Steph Curry does and The Grizzlies, with that win over Phoenix, become the only team in the league to beat both Phoenix and Golden State, and to do it on the road, and then you throw in the road win at Utah, the Grizzlies are fourth in the West. The three teams above them in the standings, they have all beaten on their home floor. The Grizzlies have gone out on the road. And they're one of only four teams in the Western Conference that have a winning record on the road. But what's impressive about it is that they have gone on the road and they have taken care of business. At last check, I think they, um, they had the best record on the road against teams currently 500 or better. Grizzlies have one of the top strength of victories in the NBA this season uh the the winning percentage of the teams they've beaten currently right around 4490 somewhere somewhere like that which is one of the better records uh, in the NBA in that particular category. So Grizzlies with a really really good road trip and uh the games go well. The holiday it was very very different and I will tell you more about how uh, the Grizzlies spent their holiday when uh we come back after this brief message from our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hey, hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets to the back of the net. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. Now, remember that the NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so, you know, somebody's going to like the lamp. It might be an overtime, might be in a shootout, but... The red light's going to come on. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries, because everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, my friends, you asked the question, so how were your holidays? In a word... Strange. Um, All the years that I've been doing this, I have never been in the midst of a road trip over Christmas. Traditionally, the Grizzlies have played on the 23rd and on the 26th. They have never been in a situation where they have stayed out on the road over the Christmas holiday. So maybe you play a home game on the 23rd. So you're home 24th, 25th, afternoon of the 25th. Maybe you fly somewhere and then you play on the road on the 26th. Or sometimes you'll play on the road on the 23rd. You fly back immediately after the game. You have Christmas Eve. You have Christmas Day. And then the day after Christmas, maybe you have a home game at FedEx Forum. That really is the ideal. Uh, Not a big fan of having to fly out on Christmas Day. But Grizzlies were in the middle of a road trip out west. So there's no coming back after the Golden State game. So you can have Christmas in Memphis. So the way that the Grizzlies worked it out is uh, the Grizzlies played the 23rd in Golden State, stayed in San Francisco, downtown San Francisco, on Christmas Eve into Christmas morning, and then uh, 1230 Pacific time Christmas afternoon, we got on buses and then drove to Sacramento and uh, had Christmas night in Sacramento before the game against the Kings on the 26th. It's strange enough to be away from family, On Christmas uh, To be two time zones away Uh, And now with what we're dealing with With COVID-19 And because it was starting to take a toll On the team and more and more people Were turning a positive uh, You really don't want to go anywhere You don't want to socialize Even with people within the travel party Because there, there are already positives Within the travel party And so it it becomes an an extra isolating experience during the holidays. I'm not looking for pity here. Uh, I have one of the best jobs in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. But it is one of the hardships. It is one of the trade-offs of being in this business. Whether you are a player or a coach or a broadcaster or athletic trainer or support staff person, you realize that you have to give up your holidays. Even though the Grizzlies weren't playing on Christmas, they weren't home uh, with their with their friends and family. And so it was a very, very difficult holiday. Um, you know, like I said, when you're out for the holidays, and particularly when – You know, We have a very close-knit broadcasting group, and I think everybody that has followed us or listened to this podcast for any period of time, you know how close we are. Our director, Tom Hewitt, uh, producer Scott Zachary, Brian Wright on graphics, and Bill Word, a.k.a. Shrek, our replay operator, Brevin, Fish, me, Eric Hasseltine. We're all very, very close, and when we're on the road, a lot of times, it's, hey, let's go get a beer and a burger. Uh, you know, let's go get some pizza. Let's, let's do something socially. And that's one of the great charms of this job is to be working with really good people that you consider your second family. But here we are on Christmas when we are not with our families and our second family, we really can't be with them either. You can, but you're always a little concerned about it because again, Assistant coaches had turned up positive. Players clearly had entered health and safety protocols. Uh, so there, there, there was a concern. And speaking for myself, I did room service or takeout for every meal. I did not sit down in a restaurant the entire time I was in San Francisco. And if you know how much I love to eat and how much I love restaurants in San Francisco, you, you know what a, what a uh, sacrifice that was on my part. So, yeah, normally... Uh, you go to San Francisco, you get a b- bunch of people together, like, "Hey, let's go to Trattoria Contadina. Let's go get some good Italian food uh, in 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 the Bay Area." And um, not able to do that. It, it was just really odd. It was jarring uh, to be on the road over Christmas. A, a little melancholy, and the weather was rainy and cloudy, and it and it wasn't necessarily the best. So, you know, and then it provides you with an interesting conundrum because people ask you, "Hey, hey, how was your holiday?" and you you don't want to say that kind of sucked <laughs> you know it wasn't the it was clearly it was not the best Christmas I've ever had and um but again I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for pity if you but look there there's the honest answer how is your Christmas suboptimal I think is the is the way to put it uh and again because we're dealing with with all the COVID uh situation that we have right now uh before I get to Talking about last night's game between John Morant and LeBron James, Grizzlies and Lakers. Let me also tell you a little bit about what our lives are like now with the outbreak of the Omicron variant uh, all over the NBA. Uh, you know, Zaire Williams is now out of protocols. Eve Pons came out of protocols yesterday. Uh, they have shortened the time frame now to uh, five or six days. Uh, after the first positive test, the, the day of the first positive test is day zero, and uh, and then they take some continued tests to make sure that that you are um, not capable of of transmitting the virus to to other people before that before you're allowed in. Uh, Dylan Brooks is out with health and safety protocols. DeAnthony Melton is out uh, with health and safety protocols, and and it started to hit home for us in the broadcast area when. Uh, the day after Christmas, the morning of the Sacramento game, Eric Hasseltine calls me and he tells me I just tested positive. Uh, And and so he got in a car and he drove all the way back from Sacramento back to Memphis because he couldn't fly on the team plane, uh, wasn't going to be able to do the game that night and uh, and wanted to get back to Memphis. And and commercial air travel is is not a viable option, obviously, if if you have tested positive. So the the Omicron variant has, has wreaked havoc and it has touched all levels of the organization, whether it's support staff, assistant coaches, players, uh, and broadcast as well. So right now we are in an enhanced testing protocol. So to give you an idea, we tested uh, after the Sacramento game with a PCR test. We tested day of game in Phoenix. We tested post game in Phoenix. We tested when we arrived back in Memphis from Phoenix and now all of us associated who are in the travel party, and that does include broadcast, we have been testing twice a day yesterday before the Lakers game rapid test to make sure that we were negative going into the game, and then a PCR test after the game against the Lakers to make sure that we weren't positive going into an off day. And then we will continue to test. I'll go in this afternoon. I'll take a, an, another test today, test again before the San Antonio game, and hopefully remain negative. Uh, so far, so good. Folks, we've had people who are boosted People who have been very, very careful with uh, you know their their personal interactions, very good with masking, very diligent, and yet they have turned up positive. So uh, this is uh, it's difficult, and it does take a little bit of the fun out of our jobs because we're we're we know that this virus is lurking out there, and we are hoping that we don't somehow turn up positive because we're going to be out for a few games. So. Uh, we're, we're just hanging in there as best as we possibly can. I do want to give a huge, huge tip of the cap to the Grizzlies' performance staff, head athletic trainer Pete Elliott and his group, uh, Eric Otter, director of performance. They have worked tirelessly to make sure that we are tested, uh, that we are as safe as we possibly can be. Uh, basketball operations has gone the extra mile to make sure that uh, – you know, the, the meals are all packed up. We don't eat in common places. All of this is, has been taken care of. And even with all the precautions, we still have positives turning up. And I'm sure we will still have positives continuing to turn up through the first week or so of January. It's just where we are right now. And, uh, you know, We've had people turn up positive, and they have been asymptomatic. They're feeling great, but yet the, the virus is present in them. They are potentially infectious, and so they have to isolate. It's, it's really hard. It, it really is hard. I, I said earlier that this is one of the best jobs in the world. I wouldn't give this job up for anything. I enjoy it so much. I enjoy it because of the people. I enjoy it because of the nature of the work enjoy it because of the fandom in Memphis. I enjoy it because of the quality of the organization for which I work. But it does take a little bit of the shine off it when uh, you feel like you're playing dodgeball with a virus. and, And that's not a lot of fun. But enough about me and the virus. Let's talk about a little bit more basketball and one of the best, most fun, most exciting games of the season. Grizzlies beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Is there a better sentence? In Memphis sports fandom, then Grizzlies beat Lakers? (laughs) I don't know that there is. Phenomenal game by the Grizzlies. They come from 14 down to win the game. Lakers have given up more double digit leads than any team in the NBA. And yeah, I know that the Lakers were missing guys, I know that they don't have Anthony Davis. But the Grizzlies are missing a lot of guys, too. Uh, and as Brevin pointed out during the course of the broadcast, when LeBron James was going crazy, he's like, well, the Grizzlies don't have DeAnthony Melton, and they don't have Dylan Brooks. They don't have two of their better perimeter defenders. Kyle Anderson and Desmond Bain trying to, to check LeBron James, that's a tough assignment. And it's nothing against Kyle. It's nothing against Des. But LeBron James was in his bag last night, particularly from three. Does anybody... Anybody have LeBron James going for eight threes in a game, ties his career high, nobody has that. But again, LeBron James, and look, over the years, you know, when LeBron James is on the other side of the floor, you don't like him because he's on the other side. He's not on your side. And he's the guy who's probably going to do your team in. So you don't like him. The longer that he's around and the more accomplished that he is, and you look at him What he is doing at his age is remarkable. What he has done at any ages has been remarkable. But the way he's playing right now, six straight 30-point games while shooting 50% or better from the floor. He did it seven times when he was with Miami, but that was back in like 2014. So this is like seven, almost eight years later, he is still producing at that level. This Lakers team needs that to even have a chance in this game. Russell Westbrook, triple-double, fine. Um, But they're missing some weapons. And the Grizzlies got a a bad shooting night from Carmelo Anthony, only one of eight from three. You'll remember that Melo had the big fourth quarter with uh, six triples uh, in the game in the first meeting between these two teams. And, and again, it's interesting, too, is that David Fisdale did not go very deep into the bench. Now, again, you you, you know, you, you can't go too deeply because you've got Jamario Jones and Mason Jones, who are a couple of guys that you signed because of COVID-related absences. And the Lakers, like everybody else, a lot of COVID-related absences. You don't have Trevor Reese, You don't have Kent Bazemore. Uh, and you don't have a couple other guys, including Rajon Rondo, who are in health and safety protocols or in their ramp up to return after health and safety protocols. Doesn't really matter. This is a Lakers team that outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook is pretty mediocre. And defensively, they really struggle. Um, you, you look at the, the free throw disparity and – I, mean, I thought, you know, there there were some missed calls. There were probably more missed calls that the Grizzlies, Brevin and I think, should have gotten. Uh, but the Lakers committed 25 fouls in this game. That's a higher than average total. And it's something that has bothered the Lakers all season long. They give up the second-most free-throw attempts per game in the NBA, and they gave up 29 to the Grizzlies. And thankfully for the Grizzlies, this was one of their better free-throw shooting nights because they've been, they've been a mixed bag when it comes to free-throw shooting, 24 of 29. So you take advantage of a Lakers team that has blown leads entering the fourth quarter, a Laker team that has blown nine now 10-point leads. In fact, they blew a 26-point lead to Oklahoma City. Of all teams. Uh, so this Lakers team is, is very, very volatile. But the bottom line on this is John Morant went toe to toe with LeBron James. No, they, they weren't matched up one-on-one with each other. But the fact of the matter is, is that LeBron James was going out going off eight of fourteen from three, and LeBron James with a double-double, thirty-seven and thirteen with seven assists. But here's the key: LeBron James, Russell Westbrook combined for 10. Of the 18 Laker turnovers in the game. The Grizzlies only had 13 as a team. And John Morant embracing the big stage, embracing the big moment, a career high six of seven from three, which is insane, and a 41.10 rebound game. All right, here's the bottom line John Morant has had a 40.10 assist game against the Lakers, first in franchise history. He's now had a 40.10 rebound game, only one in franchise history, against the Lakers. You see a pattern here? So, you know, for, for those people, there was actually somebody who had sent a direct message to Brian Ohringer, uh, who you may know on Twitter Uh, who breaks down tape and used to be uh, used to work with Washington Wizards and he's he's a Twitter presence. And uh, somebody actually DM'd him and said that John Moran is a very average point guard. (laughs) So it's like, okay, fine. You know, whatever. Um, John Moran clearly is he's not a middle of the road or average anything. Uh, He was just sensational. And you love that he embraced the moment. You love that. He embraced the moment twice uh, at Phoenix with a game winner and then making big plays down the stretch against the Los Angeles Lakers. Fair number of purple and gold jerseys in the building. You always know the building is going to be full. When the Grizzlies are home to the Lakers, you know that maybe a third of the fans might be wearing Laker purple and gold. Don't know if they're really L.A. fans or if they're just there because they want to see um, LeBron James. Don't really know. Don't really care. Laker fans went home unhappy. That's the bottom line as far as the Grizzlies are concerned. Grizzlies played really well throughout the course of this game. First half, could not throw it in the ocean. It was a real struggle just to shoot the basketball. But they were able to get things rolling in the second half. And in the fourth quarter, the Grizzlies outscore the Lakers 26-16. Morant with a big fourth quarter. He had 14 in the third and 11 in the fourth. And the Grizzlies go on to win. Over the Lakers, 104-99. Grizzlies will wrap up the calendar year of 2021 with a New Year's Eve game, 7 o'clock against the San Antonio Spurs. Then the Grizzlies are going to go out on the road. They'll be at Brooklyn and at Cleveland, and uh, that's how they will uh, start. They're going to start with kind of a road-heavy January, and uh, we'll see how this whole thing unfolds. A lot of moving parts right now. Thank you so much for indulging my rambles here as I tell you about our holidays, tell you about our COVID testing schedule. Um, these are these are challenging times. So please, uh, if you haven't boosted, if you're eligible, please get the booster. It may not keep you from getting the virus. This, this uh, variant has been uh, particularly elusive, but the booster at least will keep you from getting so sick that you may need hospitalization. Grizzlies are trying to keep us as safe as possible. Speaking for myself, I live alone. I am self-isolating in my house. I have groceries here. The only thing I'm going out for is to get tested and go to games. And hopefully I will remain negative and continue to call the games. But like I said, the virus is out there. And uh, irrespective of vaccination status, it seems to be making people positive, which uh, makes it very, very tough. Again, this is the Grizz Weekly Grind, a proud affiliate of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Pete Branica. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.